0: Hey everyone, in case you haven't noticed, we live in some confusing, challenging, and changing times. It sure isn't easy to follow Jesus in 2021. How can we stay grounded in our faith, stay true to biblical convictions, and how can we become more like Christ and share him with the world around us? This is Real Christian Talk with Pastor Steve. Thank you for joining me on this week's episode of Real Christian Talk. In case you haven't noticed or read a blog or looked at your phone lately, it seems very clear that COVID-19 has been recently making a comeback, just when it seemed as if a sense of normalcy was beginning to return for us here in the least eastern United States. Recently, with the rise of the Delta variant, the reinstituting of certain mask mandates in certain parts of the country, and the continuing drive for vaccination, the very divisive pandemic has been highlighted once again. And sadly, it's been playing out before our very eyes in our culture, in our society, in our politics, and even among fellow Christians. And it's been very heavy on my heart recently as to how we as believers in Christ should respond to the moment we find ourselves in. I, for one, am not a fan of having to continue to hear about the coronavirus. I am not a fan of having to go back to masks. I am very concerned over the deep political gridlock in our nation and over how various cultural issues have only seemed to widen the divide among evangelical Christians. But yet, it has been placed heavy on my heart to encourage all of us here today with a passage of Scripture This week's episode will be revolving around Philippians chapter 2, verses 14 through 16, where the Apostle Paul, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, while he was under house arrest, said this Do everything without grumbling or arguing that you may become blameless and pure children of God, without fault in a warped and crooked generation. Then you will shine among them as stars in the sky, as you hold firmly to the word of life. That passage really was heavy on my heart as I was really prayerfully seeking God as to what exactly, you know, I should talk about in this show. I've been doing this show now since February. We're approaching 25 episodes. And, uh, you know, many of you that, that listen to it, I've never met you. You've never met me. I'm just a I 37-year-old evangelical Christian pastor in the East Coast of the United States who preaches the Bible and uh and, and it's an honor that that people that I don't know uh listen to this show and some of you that do know me listen to this show. But for me, this show is is really ultimately a, a conduit through which I pray that the Lord would speak and would encourage the body of Christ at large for how we should respond to the times in which we're living in, and we are definitely living in some very interesting times. And, uh, you know, as, as I've said in the very theme, the theme song for this show that I recorded way back in February, um, you know, we do live in some very confusing, polarizing, divisive times. And as Christians, we have a choice, either for us to get caught up in the moment that we find ourselves in or to shine in the moment. And I, for one, believe it's very important that we shine in the moment, that we not forget our mandate from the Lord Jesus Christ. We've been hearing a lot about mask mandates and mandates from employers to get vaccinated and and all that, but we have a mandate from Jesus Christ. And that mandate is for us as believers to have a reputation that is uh, above blame, a reputation that is separated from evil, a reputation that exemplifies what living for Jesus Christ looks like, a reputation that will help uh, share the good news of Jesus with those who are around us who are deeply skeptical, especially nowadays, of Christianity. And it's easy for us, if we're not careful, to get caught up and, and, and fan the flames of, of what's going on all around us, and forget our highest mandate, which is to shine for Jesus, to live for Jesus, to treat others with with a reflection of the love of Jesus. And sometimes when I peek at social media, particularly of, of, of fellow Christians, you know, or I read different headlines from Christian sources, it's it's really saddened me to see how as as believers in christ you know and i say the term evangelical as i've talked about in previous episodes to mean those who hold to those five pillars you know that we believe in being born again through jesus christ personally we we believe in the bible as the inspired word of god we believe you know, and sharing the good news of Jesus and holding to biblical standards and, and all those things that evangelical Christians have traditionally historically been known for, that we um, could allow the things that are happening around us to come in between us and in doing so to hinder our walk and our reputation and our reflection for Jesus Christ. What do I mean and what am I talking about? I've seen debates that have gotten vicious over everything from Simone Biles in the Olympics and whether or not what she did was was selfish or whether it was really, you know, taking care of her mental health. And there's been headlines of pastors saying to their churches that if you wear masks, you need to leave the church and, you know, they're not welcome there. And so we have debates over the masks and you know, of course, we have very strong opinions on those things. I, I, for one, can't stand wearing a mask, and I don't want to have to deal with wearing a mask again. Um, I certainly don't. But I have been saddened to see the, the warfare on social media among fellow Christians over whether or not to wear a mask. Some Christians have very strong opinions against the COVID-19 vaccine, and, and, and others, you know, uh, believe very strongly in getting vaccinated. I believe it's a personal decision everyone should make. I personally was, and I had no issues with it, but I also don't believe in in pressuring others to get that. I think that's something they have to make a decision for, you know, themselves. But I continue to see, you know, so much uh, animosity over, as well as fear over, you know, the vaccine. There's been a lot of, of, you know, uh, focus on politics or... A lot of debates between particularly white and black christians over critical race theory over racism and the degree to which racism plays a role in American society or has played a role in American society. And, and, uh, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with having very strong views, very strong opinions, you know, on all those issues. And, and ultimately as evangelicals, we should all want to be close to what, what is scriptural, what is biblical, what is a biblical framework through which we deal with all these various polarizing, divisive, confusing questions and challenges that we all have to face uh, again though what's what's so heavy on, on my heart is is that we care more it seems sometimes about expressing our opinions or 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 uh, defending you know how we see different issues than we do about loving our neighbor as ourselves or about sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ, or about living a lifestyle that reflects the goodness, faithfulness, and glory of God, so that people are going to want to know what the secret is about that. You know, I believe we are in the midst of game-changing times. I believe that God is strategically working and moving and refining the body of Christ. I truly believe that. Now, I for one do not—it's uh, you know—do not pretend to have all of the insights into everything that you know God is up to. But I do know scripturally and biblically that we are called to be the bride of Christ, and we want to be a bride that is ready for when Jesus is coming. We want to be a bride that is going to be as His treasured possession, a reflection of what it looks like to know and have a relationship with the Creator of. Of the universe. And so, as we live in the midst of a a world that's paralyzed with a pandemic, a world that's divided and growing wider and wider in those divisions, a world that's polarized, where people are only, are only, um, You know, comfortable in their tribes with people that are like-minded and agree with them on everything. In the midst of all of that, we as Christians have to be better than that. We have to rise above that. We have to make sure that we are, as Paul said in Philippians chapter 2, blameless and pure children of God that are not the ones that are adding to the flames of this moment by our attitudes, by our anger or by fear or by hypocrisy or by religiosity, but rather recognizing that indeed we are understandably concerned and burdened about many things that are happening, many things that are happening in our nation, many things that are happening in, in, in the Lord's church, many things that are happening in our culture and around the world that we should certainly be concerned about and that we can have opinions on. But ultimately, because of the fact that, that darkness has indeed enveloped so much of what's going on right now, because indeed the enemy seems to have turned up the intensity level of what's going on right now, and because, yes, the love of many has grown cold and the world seems to have grown dark now more than ever before we need to remember that we are called to be the light we're called to shine the light of jesus we're called to to love as he's called us to love and now more than ever before the world needs to see what real followers of jesus look like and they see that by the way in which we treat others the way in which we live out our lives the way in which we trust in the lord and the peace that we get to have the joy that is our strength, even as we continue to lean on and trust in the assurances we have through having a relationship with the God of the universe. Like Daniel in, in Babylon, as, as he lived in a society and in a culture that, that denied the true and living God, and, and yet he faced so many perilous moments of danger and of threat of death, Daniel and his friends continued and resolved to trust and have confidence in God knowing that he is the one who's ultimately writing the story of history. You know, sometimes you would think that we're atheists. Those of us who claim to know Jesus, those of us who claim to believe and who sing that God is ultimately good and that he's in control, sometimes you'd think we're atheists by the way in which we carry about and we get seized with fear and panic and paranoia at all the things that that go on in our lives and in the world around us. And yet we know better because we know him, and we know in whom we have believed, and so we should be able to be fully persuaded that he is indeed able to to guard what we entrust to him, as Paul said to Timothy. So, let's look at this passage in Philippians, because I think it carries a lot of weight for the moment in which we find ourselves. You know, first of all, Paul says in his letter in Philippians, for us to carry about an act in a way that is blameless and pure, in a way that, that... reflects that we are children of God without fault. You know, the world's always looking to pin mistakes on Christians, and I don't know about you, but I don't think anyone that's listening uh, qualifies for the perfect Christian category. All of us are saved by grace. All of us know that we fall short of the glory of God, and even though we are justified and are made and declared holy and righteous through Jesus Christ— Uh, That process of actually measuring up to the identity we have in Christ is a lifelong pilgrimage that all of us are on. And so none of us are perfect, and the world certainly is always looking for opportunities to try and blame evangelicals, blame Christians, blame us when we've messed up or when we've fallen short. And anyone that approaches the Bible and looks at the stories of the men and women throughout Scripture should readily be able to see that they are imperfect vessels, jars of clay, who uh, in fact show the the power of God, the grace of God at work in the midst of the mess, in the midst of their imperfections. So no, we're not going to be perfect. And and so if you think I'm encouraging you here in this episode that you are called to be, you know, a perfect Christian, well, certainly that must be our aim. But realistically, we're always going to fall short of that. And the world's always looking for that. However, we should not, uh, we should do our best to not give the world an excuse to dismiss The claims of Christianity. We should be intentional about being authentic in our faith. And that, of course, should be a natural result of actually walking with Jesus each and every day. As we walk with Him, we walk by the Holy Spirit of God. And as we walk by the Holy Spirit of God, our lives should be increasingly characterized by the fruits of the Holy Spirit. And those fruits are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self control. And so, people that don't know Christ, but do know you should be able to see those fruits more and more coming out of your life coming out of you and 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 so we need to to face the everyday pressures and and tests and frustrations that that people can bring us the things that happen to us br- that bring you know uh, things that happen to us bring us as well as those things which are happening in our culture and our society uh even things that anger us even things that frighten us even things that frustrate us our response should reflect confidence in God. Our response should reflect faith in what Jesus Christ had to say when he said that the gates of hell will not prevail against Christ and his church. Our attitude, our love should reflect to others and to those who are sinners that we know that it is by the grace of God that we have been saved and that we were also once lost and we're only saved now because of his grace, his mercy, and his love. And Paul encourages us in Ephesians chapter chapter 5 to walk in love just as Christ loved us and forgave us. So we are called upon, even in the midst of all the frustrations of every day, to remember that as believers in Christ, our behavior, our attitude, The way we treat others, the way we carry about even on social media, even over divisive polarizing issues and debatable topics should always first and foremost reflect the love and goodness of God and a relationship with Jesus Christ. And if we ever forget that, then we have forgotten our mandate from the Lord. Paul talked about how we are children of God in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation. I found that fascinating because maybe you think that it's only in the last few decades here in the early 21st century in the Western civilization that that Christians feel as if we are in the midst of a culture that's ungodly and getting more ungodly, where immorality is being normalized and anyone who speaks the truth, even in love, is, is being marginalized and where what is evil is being called good and what's good is being called evil You know, perhaps we think that that's a new thing. And while it is increasingly becoming the norm here in the United States for the first time, because this nation was founded with a Judeo-Christian influence that unfortunately has been gradually eroding, the real story for most of church history is always a tale of Christians going against the grain of culture. We are in the world. We're not in Kansas. We're not in heaven. We're not with Jesus yet. And so we should expect to be hated, to be rejected, to be persecuted. We should expect for for perversity, for relativism, for lack of truth, for attacks on those who speak the truth. That should be, um, even though it's difficult and none of us like it, that should not be surprising or shocking. Because if it is, then again, I'd encourage you to reread the book of Acts and reread some of Paul's letters. Of course, you should be reading your Bible every day anyway. That has always been the story. And here we are in the early 21st century yet again, finding ourselves in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation. It's certainly more crooked and perverse in my lifetime than I think it's, it's been in this nation, at least when it comes to uh, moral values, to a large extent, uh, more so now than it has been in recent decades. And so, again, even as we find ourselves in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, we should be like Noah. We should be like Noah and his family. You know, recently our family got a new biblical artwork painting. I love biblical art. I love uh, getting paintings for our home. It's, it's uh, something I've always wanted to do. And, and gradually, little by little, we're able to do it. I always, I always get it cheap. And then get a cheap frame. That's how I get around how expensive it is. But we recently added a painting that's beautiful of Noah and his family and the ark. And uh, and of course, we know that, that the world of that time was dulged and destroyed. But Noah stood out to God. He stood out to him. And he was not just the, the caretaker of animals as we always envision him. But the Bible says he also was a preacher. He was a, a mouthpiece for God who tried to warn his generation. He stood out for God. He lived a life that that displayed salt and light and love. And he also had no problem sharing the truth with the generation in which he lived. And we are called to do the same. And even as the world uh, seems to be turning more and more on us when it comes to our faith, we have to remember, as it was said in the dark night, it's always darkest before the dawn. And so we have to remember that the dawn is coming, the night uh, is is almost over the day is at hand as Paul declared, two thousand years ago Jesus Christ is coming and he is coming to usher us into his kingdom of everlasting righteousness. And it's our call, our mandate in the meantime to shine, to light up the darkness like will Smith was told in I am legend to be the 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 beacons, the lighthouses that show those who are in darkness, and who have no light and no love and no hope in their lives of who God is and how much he wants them and what he was willing to do for them. That is what we are called to do, to shine in the midst of the darkness. And if we choose to allow the darkness and what's going on around us to to take center stage that we forget the promises of God. We forget who we are in Christ. We forget what is to come. What is the end of the story. And we forget what is most important, which is reaching lost souls for Jesus Christ and showing them and sharing them Christ. If we forget those things, then I fear we will have failed to carry out The mandate and to seize the opportunity that we find ourselves in. Yes, I believe 2021 is an opportunity, an opportunity like no other that we have ever had before, an opportunity to truly make a mark and make a difference for Jesus. For so long here in the West and particularly in America, We've been known as a Christian quote-unquote nation. We've been known as a nation where the majority profess Christianity. We've even got a section of the country called the Bible Belt. And yet, all along, most Americans do not know Jesus. Most Americans have never had a real, genuine relationship with Christ. But now, more and more, as our society is becoming increasingly secular, and as the mess of the muck, the mire, and the dysfunction and divisions of our society continue to, to um, swell up more and more, now more than ever before, we have an opportunity. We have an opportunity to show what true Christian love and what a true Christ follower looks like. And so I just want to encourage all of you, as Paul you know, said at the end of his, this passage, hold on, hold on to the word of life hold on to jesus christ hold on to to his promises hold on to the calling we have in christ you see every one of you that are listening right now i'm a pastor you know and i felt this pull to serve the lord in vocational ministry but if you think that i'm the only one that is called to live a life of devotion of being set apart to jesus christ and of making christ known to others then I I have to tell you, you need to reread your Bibles because every one of you that are listening that know Jesus Christ have a calling. And the question is, will you answer that call? Will you choose in the hour in which we live now to live your life for Jesus, to have the attitude that reflects the mind of Christ, to shine the light of Jesus, to show the love of Jesus, and to share the good news of Jesus with those who are around you? Or instead, will you choose to become distracted by the temporal things of this life to allow your, your, your opinions on different things to get in the way of remembering that the greatest opinion all of us have to defend is the opinion of God. The greatest arguments we need to make are ones that defend the knowledge of God and that do so not using memes, not using bumper stickers, not using slogans but rather using the spiritual weapons of warfare, using divine power to demolish strongholds. And yes, I believe that the love of Christ and the light of Christ are how we're going to do that here in 2021. So I want to encourage you as I end this episode to prayerfully consider those things which I know the Lord has convicted me about. And I want to end this as I do every episode by encouraging you as Paul did in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 14 through 16. Stand firm in your faith and let everything that you do be done in love. God bless.